We don't realize what a blessing and encouragement we are to people. We just think, oh, it's just me. It's just little old me. You might not be little and old, but it's just little old me. But actually turning up, saying hi, smiling, actually has a huge and a massive impact. So we want to say thank you you to you for that. Just putting a hi in the comments is so encouraging. So make sure if you haven't said hi to us this morning, say hi this morning in the comments on YouTube. You know, and I just want to remind us that we're part of a body. We're part of the body of Christ. And we don't always realize it. Sometimes we think we're not wanted or indeed we're not loved. Sometimes we can come to church and sit there and think, I've got no friends. Nobody's really interested in me. Why do I bother coming? Why do I bother joining online and listening? And life can damage us a little bit in that way. And we can feel insecure and we can feel not sure. But I want to remind you again today that we are a body and that each of us has a part to play. And we are grateful to you in the part that you play in that. So can I encourage you today and as we go into next year that we continue to love and appreciate each other, that we continue to say thank you and to let people know that we care and that they're important. You know, sometimes we may think, We don't really think about our foot or our hand, but if we have a problem with it, if there's something that's not working quite right, then suddenly we begin to realise how important that part of the body is. And you may look at yourself and think, well, I'm not really that important. I'm not really that much of a significant part of this body of Christ. But actually, when you don't function, we are missing and lacking something. So can I encourage you this next year? Keep going. Keep being you. Keep showing up in the way that you do, whether that's online or in the building. And keep being a part. We love you. We are grateful for you. And you make the world of difference by what you do. I want to read to you now from Philippians 1 verses 3 to 6 in the message version. And this is Paul talking to the Philippian church. He says this, Every time you cross my mind, I break out into exclamations of thanks to God. Each exclamation is a trigger to prayer. I find myself praying for you with a glad heart. I am so pleased that you have continued on in this with us, believing and proclaiming God's message from the day you heard it right up to the present. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Jesus Christ appears. You know, Paul was so excited about the Philippian church and they were going through a tough time. They were a persecuted church and yet he was excited by them. He was thankful for them. He was thankful for everything that they did and he made sure he told them that. He made sure he encouraged them with that and I hope this morning you feel encouraged as part of the church, whether you're part of Breathe or whether you've joined us from elsewhere this morning. Be encouraged as part of a church that you bring gladness to people's hearts, that you are important. And, you know, sometimes there can be thieves to our thankfulness and we get lost in it. When, we, when we're being thankful ourselves and considering that there is good things going on despite the difficulty, sometimes things can steal away that thankfulness. And I just want to look at that a little bit this morning so that it can set us in a good place to be thankful as we go into 2022. 
So here are a few things that can steal your thankfulness, that are thieves of thankfulness this morning. Self-pity is a big one. Envy, materialism, frustration, disappointment and greed are all things that can steal, that can thieve away. I don't think that's really very good English, but you know what I mean. It can take away our thankfulness. And they're all involved on what we don't have. Self-pity is to do with, well, I don't have this, so I feel sorry for myself, so I'm not thankful. Envy is about, well, I want what they've got, and I don't have it, so we feel sorry for ourselves, and then we're not thankful for what we do have. Materialism is wanting more and more and more, and we've never got enough, and so we feel sorry for ourselves, and we're not thankful. Frustration and disappointment is when things don't always go the way that we hoped, the way that we planned And so again, we feel sorry for ourselves and we're not thankful. Greed is when we just, oh, just can't get enough. And so we feel sorry for ourselves and we're not thankful. They all involve what we don't have. Instead of building the muscle of gratitude in our lives and looking for, actively searching for and seeing and recognizing everything that we do have, all of those things that are beneficial and good in our lives. Today, I want to encourage you and invite you to begin to build that muscle of gratitude in your life. And you think, well, how do I do that? You know, maybe you struggle with self-pity. Maybe you struggle with materialism. Maybe you struggle with frustration or disappointment. We all do at times. And it's about making that conscious effort to grow something else in our lives. You know, sometimes doing something as simple as having a journal or a book that we write in every night is one thing that I'm thankful for today and it could simply be that I got to the end of the day it may be just that but whatever it is that there is something that I'm thankful for in 2017 there was analysis of 38 graduate studies and this was the conclusion that it came to that gratitude interventions can have positive benefits for people in terms of their well-being in terms of happiness life satisfaction, grateful mood, grateful disposition, and a positive effect, and they can result in the decrease of depressive symptoms. So being thankful, having gratitude, is a really good thing. It's really good for you. Studies prove it and show it. So this next year, I want to make a challenge to you, that you actually make it a year of thanksgiving. You make it a habit for your new year. Put it in that every day you look at what you can be. And when we're thankful, it produces activity in our lives. Because we're thankful, we want to do more. Because we're thankful, we want to be generous. Because we're thankful, we actually feel happier. It brings power and life to us, thankfulness does. And it's all about a choice. And you may be sitting at home this morning and saying, yeah, but you don't understand. You don't know what's going on. You know what? I don't. But what I do know is that if we make a choice to be thankful on a daily basis and almost force it into our lives so it becomes habitual, then actually it will change our lives. Something for the new year. Let's make a habit of being thankful. And you know, sometimes it's more than just guarding against those thieves of thankfulness. Sometimes it's more than those things that come to steal it away. Sometimes it's about going on that journey of change. Because we can go down such a spiral of negativity 
and disappointment and hurt that actually thankfulness isn't even on our radar. It's not even something that we recognize or do. And you know, we all make bad choices at some point in our lives. I've made plenty of them. I'm sure you have too. But those choices will often lead us down those negative spirals and we become dissatisfied. We become unthankful. And the journey I believe that God needs us to take to help us with this is this journey from, the journey from guilt to gratitude. When you feel guilty because of how you are and how you think and how you feel and you think, well, I shouldn't be like that because Sarah's saying this on the stage and the Bible says this and, you know, my family say I'm really negative and I don't want to be that way, but I still keep being that way. So then we feel even worse and we feel guilty. So we feel bad about ourselves. Then we feel guilty about how we are. Then we feel guilty about how we're feeling and we just get stuck in all of this mess and thankfulness and even on the radar of our lives or our thinking. And we can get lost in that. But what I say, want to say to you this morning is that there is hope. There is hope because if you have the will to recover, then that brings healing in and of itself. When we own where we're at and we say, actually, I, I'm being really negative at the minute. Actually, I really struggle being thankful for things. Actually, I struggle with self-pity. Actually, I am, I am disappointed with my life. I am disillusioned. When we can hold our hands up and say that, then that is half of the battle to recovery. It is half of the journey that takes us from guilt to gratitude. And we may say to ourselves, well, what is the answer? What do we need to do? Sarah, help me. Stop talking at me and just tell me what to do. Tell me how to get out of this cycle of negativity, this inability to be thankful, this this guilt that I feel that goes with it. And I believe that this is the answer. And it comes in a question in itself. What can wash away my sin and my guilt and my shame and my pain and my disappointment, and my fear, what can wash it away? And you can sing the answer if you want, if you know it. Nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And it is that that takes us from guilt to gratitude. It is that that takes us from envy and frustration and disappointment and greed to thankfulness. It is that that moves us, the blood of Jesus. When we say, I can't do this anymore, Jesus, I need you. I need your help. I need you to come and fill me, to come and heal me, to come and wash me of my sin and guilt and shame so that actually I see things differently. My eyes can suddenly see. They're no longer clouded with everything that's gone on, with everything that I feel, but I am washed clean, white as snow because of the blood of Jesus. And suddenly there is so much to be thankful for. Suddenly Jesus and what he did on the cross is all I see. And we take that one step closer from guilt and fear and shame to gratitude and thankfulness. Psalm 100 verse 4 in the ESV says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. 
When we see Jesus and all that he has done and all that he can do and he begins to come into our lives and change and transform us as he washes us with blood, then it is that place that we say, Jesus, change me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, heal me. Jesus, set me free. And we grow in and through him. And he holds us on the difficult days when we struggle with guilt, when we struggle with how we feel, when we struggle with disappointment, when we struggle with self-pity. He comes and holds us and breathes new life into us. And it just leaves us at a place where suddenly we have a change of heart. Suddenly our minds are transformed and changed. Suddenly our attitude begins to see things differently because we begin to thank God. I thank God because of Jesus. I thank God because he's changed my life. I thank God because I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. I thank God because actually some things in my life are good. I thank God because he is working in and through me. I thank God because he's brought me to a better place. I thank God because he set my feet upon solid rock. This morning, each and every one of us, no matter what this year's been like, no matter what next year looks like, can stand and say, I thank God. I was in this certain place, but now because of Jesus, he has brought me to a place of fruitfulness and a place where I can thank him for the good things that he does. Is my life perfect and wonderful and have everything that I've ever wanted? Not at all, far from it. But even in and through the midst of it, I can thank him because he's washed me and cleansed me and given me a hope and a future. This morning, if nothing else, and if nothing else can give you anything to be thankful for, Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for what we remember at Christmas time when Jesus came and was born. And the reason he did that was so he could go on to die on that cross, to bring healing and hope to us all and eternal life. So we're going to sing a song now. We're going to sing, I thank God. And I want to encourage you. I know you're at home. I know you probably haven't done this for a while, some of you. But get up on your feet and let's thank God for this this Christmas time. Because he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the one that brings hope and peace to our lives. He is the one who washes away the shame and the guilt and everything that goes on around us that causes us to be unthankful. This morning, allow him to fill you up with who he is so that suddenly you see Actually, there is so much to be thankful for. Let me pray. Father God, I thank you for Jesus. I pray that you would help us to recognise those thieves of thankfulness and to move away from them and to see things differently. I pray, God, that you would help us to go on that journey from guilt to gratitude in our lives. God, I pray that you would move in power by your Holy Spirit. Help us to see Jesus afresh again. What can wash away our sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Jesus, may we know the washing and the cleansing of your blood this morning. Jesus, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for coming as a baby that first Christmas time.